Hello, and welcome to the Heathen's Journey podcast. I'm your host, Siri Vincent Clough, and I'm so glad you're here. This is the show where I explore heathenry through a queer lens. We will be talking about traditional witchcraft, runes, folklore, and so much more. Join us, won't you, as we journey to the ends of the Nine Realms and back. Welcome back to the Heathen's Journey podcast. In today's episode of the podcast, I'm going to take you on a deep dive into another rune, Raido. I'll be quite honest, I was experiencing quite a bit of writer's block around this episode. I've been working hard behind the scenes on some new offerings, as well as gearing up to teach several classes. Summer is going to be a very busy season for me. Um, I've probably mentioned this on the podcast before, but in the Old Norse calendar, there were typically two seasons, summer and winter. April 14th marks the beginning of the quote-unquote summer season, and it also marks a shift in the energy of my work. I'm doing many more events, teaching more classes, and in general being a little bit more outward-facing. All of that has created an interesting sort of creative block around this episode as I make this seasonal transition. I think Raido itself was getting me to focus on different things. I was also working on some activist projects outside of work and navigating some health issues. Those needed to be focused on, and so that's where my attention was drawn. Rido doesn't force us into thinking about, you know, just the work that we need to do in the world, but it also kind of helps us navigate a lot of transitions. If I've learned one thing in the last year, it is that my work as a creative person ebbs and flows in balance with the other things that need tending in my life. It's no secret that I'm a small business owner, and I'm so grateful to each and every client that I have because they have helped me to create a tarot and rune reading business, as well as plenty of teaching opportunities, and these all sustain me financially. It also allows for me to be a working creative person. I've got a lot of things that I'm excited to share with you over the course of the next three months, but I don't want to spoil the surprise. However, as long as we're talking about creativity, at the end of this episode, I'll highlight one program that I am particularly excited to host, Creating in Weird Times with Cassandra Snow. But first, a brief word from our sponsors, and then we'll dive into the world of Raido. Needfire Wellness and Apothecary is a one-stop shop for all of your folk magic needs. They are committed to offering high-quality supplies, information, and learning experiences for magic practitioners. The Needfire team believes that magic practice is an internally enriching and transformative endeavor that can look very different dependent on the practitioner. They make every effort to offer a range of knowledge and products for the practical witch, magician, or otherwise. In addition to their domestic workshops, Needfire has collaborated with Johannes Gordbeck, author of Trolldome, Spells and Methods of the Norse Folk Magic Tradition, to offer immersive travel experiences and magic workshops in Sweden starting in autumn 2021. This is a fantastic shop, and I am so glad to collaborate with them. You can use offer code HEATHENJOURNEYPODDEN to get 10% off in their online apothecary. 
Get yourself a blend of Swedish incense, a new tarot deck, a hagstone, some herbs, and so much more. Head on over to needfirewellness.com to uh, get your supplies today. And as always, make good magic. Welcome to the Swamp Witches. Swamp Witch Stephanie is an online magical herbal apothecary for all your darkest desires. Swamp Witch Stephanie started in 2018 with a line of anointing oils enchanted by the Swamp Queen herself. Stephanie has been studying the Western occult tradition, American folklore, British and American traditional witchcraft, and historical herbalism for over 10 years, and has brought her knowledge and expertise to each of these handcrafted all-natural oils. And this year, Swamp Witch Stephanie has launched a new line of ensorcelled skincare products. And she would know. Being the drag persona of Marcus Ironwood, Stephanie knows the importance of keeping your skin soft as a babe's bottom. Stephanie is ready to share her magic with Heathen's Journey listeners with 20% off your order at swampwitchstephanie.com. Just use the offer code HEATHEN for your discount. Keep it swampy. Raido is a rune of forward momentum. Raido has moved us well into the Futhark at this point, midway through the first eight. When we plunge into the next eight, there was a new kind of darkness that we will see. But Raido is like the calm, forward momentum that gets us to where we need to go. Raido is both wild and sturdy. It shakes you, and the less tapped into your intuition you are, the more difficult this rune is to work with. Basic meanings for Raido include change, travel, moving in the right direction, and spirit journey. That's important. This isn't a rune merely of change or of movement, but it's a rune of accepting the direction you're supposed to be moving and how to get there. Right direction, moving towards justice, collectively and personally. Runes don't typically remind me of specific tarot cards. They are completely separate divination tools with different symbols, and they are used differently. But whenever I think of Raido, I often think of the chariot. For those of you who are not familiar with tarot, the chariot symbolizes breaking through barriers and forward momentum. This card in the Waite Smith deck shows the charioteer in full control of the sphinxes who drive the chariot, with no need to hold them in order to control them. The chariot is victory in the physical realm of our creators and the work we need to do in our daily lives. Raido is also about moving forward in the areas of career, vocation, and spiritual calling. There's a connection between Raido and the image of a chariot, but a primary difference is that Raido is connected to the horses as well as to the road itself. So there's no one way to read the rune and no one area in your life that it can show up. Personal gnosis is really important when studying the runes. We don't have a clear guidebook, but the mysteries open ever so slowly for us. They are a part of our, um, a part of ourselves, a part of our own journeys. I often read Rido as a bit of an amplifying rune. It highlights where in your life you're ready to expand, move forward, and explore. When this rune shows up in an area of your cast, it's meant. 
it means it's time for you to extend yourself into action. Stop thinking about it and start doing it. There's something very hopeful about this rune. It truly is exploratory. Raido can also help us initiate change. Change is not always linear in Nordic culture, but I am coming at the runes from my 21st century perspective. And so I think of change and I think of forward motion and I also think of, um, you know, having an idea of where you want to go. So this is a rune of change, yes, but it is also a rune of accepting the change that is necessary. This is a theme that is going to keep coming back for us, especially in the next eight Raido represents a victory, but even more than that, it represents movement. With this rune, career and luck are well aspected, but it's far more likely that you're at the beginning of a certain path. Whether that path means you're starting out on something totally new or deepening your own expertise, you can bet that this is a rune that will carry you forward. It almost demands action rather than waiting for the action and inspiration to come to you. It's a rune in motion. Raido represents the act of riding. Whether on a horse or in a chariot, this rune shows that you are going places. This is the first uh, quote-unquote constructed rune of the Elder Futhark. It's not another living creature or a concept. It can quite literally mean the wagon, the wheel, and the cart all at the same time. This feels important to note because there are so many things that might have showed up first. House, clothing books, etc. The fact that the first human-constructed thing in the Elder Futhark is the chariot-slash-cart-slash-wagon shows the importance that the Norse and Germanic peoples placed on travel. What's more, many contemporary rune workers view this rune as a representation of the act of journeying. So it is both the thing you need to journey, aka the cart, um, and the act of charging after what you want. Rido then feels very active. After we've firmly established our home base, our strength, our boundaries, and connected with spirit, we can take those ideas and move forward. We can set out and explore, learn more, and adapt where we need to. In the Flatjarbok, an important Icelandic medieval manuscript, we learn that once a year, Freyr was carried around in a wagon through Sweden. This was a herald of the changing of the year, of bounty, and of the necessity of traveling between communities. The chariot in Norse culture is also associated with the goddess Suna, who drives the sun across the sky in a chariot. There is victory, brightness, and triumph here. The winter is long and harsh and dark, and so most imagery related to the sun and light becomes triumphant. When Raido shows up, it often signifies that you are indeed on the right path and that you are able to move forward quickly. Travel was, of course, extremely important in both pre-Viking and Viking culture. There's even a verse in the Havamal that states that you are supposed to go and travel widely to learn the wisdom of other lands and learn from the culture of other people. I think often of the idea of a quest, something that you would undertake to gain specific knowledge. It's the hero's journey all over again. But Raido reminds us that our quests can be internal. We can work to expand our mind and soul beyond its current existence, beyond the parameters that our own lives have set. Cultural exchange is one extremely important aspect of this. Raido represents the power that our allies have on our movements. The Icelandic rune poem reads, Riding is in the joy of the rider and a speedy journey and the labor of the horse. 
In fact, the labor of the horse is often honored in the rune poems. I'll talk a lot more about this when we get up to Ehwaz. The Norwegian rune poem states that riding is said to be worse for the horses. There's an empathy here, a connection between the rider and the horse, the driver and the vehicle. This also shows a certain cognition on the part of the vehicle, an understanding that the rider must be grateful to the horse for their willingness to carry us forward on the journey. Where the chariot card implies a sort of victory, a sort of control over the vehicle, Raido recognizes the wild qualities of the journey itself. There's a sense that Raido takes you deeper, but only when you're ready. Raido is the comfortable temptation to stay in your tidy, beautiful chariot. Raido is the vehicle you go to when you're ready to accept your own path of destiny. I am not one for destiny. I am a firm believer in self-determination. But I do believe that there are times when we are ready to accept the honor of our higher paths. Raido is about the right order of your own personal journey through the nine realms of Yggdrasil. It is about finding the right time to move forward on your spiritual path. However, I do think that there are lessons that we are meant to engage with in our lives. They come in many forms, and Raido can sometimes lead the way. It can act as a bit of a compass. Sometimes, of course, Raido signifies not just movement in external parts of your life, but internal spiritual exploration. Trollrid and Gandrid are two words in Old Norse that mean traveling in the spirit world and seem to have Raido as a root. Because of this, many esoteric rune workers use Raido as a rune to begin journeying in the spirit realm. We will definitely talk more about this later, but I think especially using the progression of Ansu's Raido Kenaz can help you get there. It is also about seeking help from your spirit guides to know the right time, which brings us to the Fylgja. And um, here is the point in the podcast where I apologize for absolutely butchering the Old Norse. Um, I'm still learning how to pronounce these names, and so um, if you are curious as to how these things are spelled, definitely check out the transcription, um, which is on the website. So anyway, the chariot is driven by your filia, and we're speaking metaphorically here. The relationship between you and the filia is sacred in Norse workings. This isn't just a Western image of the chariot being driven, but rather a representation of you, the guide, and the road itself. Raido contains the vehicle or guide, the road it takes, and the path. So let's talk more specifically about this guide. So the Norse didn't believe in a soul in the way that we understand a soul now. The word for soul was created after the conversion to Christianity during the Viking era. An interesting feature in Norse mythology is the concept that the different pieces that make up our being, the hammer, the shape or form or appearance, the hugr, thought, the moon, memory, the filhja, follower, and the hamingja, luck, can all be working at odds with one another. This actually makes a lot of sense. Sometimes cognitive dissonance is one of our greatest teachers. And of all these parts of the body and the soul, Raido is most closely related to the Filhia. The Filhia, or the plural Filhir, is a personal guiding spirit connected to you and the meaning you make in the world. Oftentimes, the Filhia is a new form that an ancestor can take on. 
They are personally interested and invested in you and your growth and are here to guide you. We inherit our philia from our ancestors. Each person has their own philia, and the form the follower takes is connected to that person's character. A noble person might have a horse or a bear. A cunning or intuitive person might have a raven. A trickster might have a fox or a coyote. Um, follower is actually a misleading translation. The philia leads the way in the spirit realm. They show you where you need to go and protect you on your way. If you work with and communicate with your philia, you can even develop a relationship with them. So this is related to the concept of the fetch spirit that is also uh, utilized in other areas of witchcraft. I know that the fetch is um, a spirit form that uh, traditional witches work with, as well as um, people within the Anderson fairy tradition. So if fetch is a word that you have encountered, you can kind of think of the philia as being similar. Um, however, remember within Norse uh, cosmology, there are many different pieces of the soul, not just, you know, the fetch, your mortal body and your higher self. So like I was saying, follower is a misleading translation. The philia actually leads your way in the spirit realm. When you have a relationship with this aspect of self, it is able to help you in ways that straddle the spirit and physical realm. They can act as a sort of familiar, navigating your dreams and delivering messages on the dreaming plane. There are tales of a spiritual person being able to actually send their philia to appear in a friend's dreams to deliver messages. Sometimes when you are about to meet someone new, your philia will appear in their dreams the night before to ensure that this will be a good working relationship. We see this in the myths. King's philia meet in the spirit realm before the kings meet in the physical realm. They can also serve as protectors, steering negative people away from you subtly on the astral plane. The philia will do this throughout your life, no matter your relationship with them. But if you cultivate a relationship and open a dialogue, you will become more aware of their workings in the world, and you will be able to work with them in your magic. Because the runes help us find the language we need to understand these greater forces, Raido is the perfect rune to connect to your philia. Carry Raido with you during a meditation. Visualize Raido as a bright light, guiding you further. If you are attempting to meet your philia, but there are many spirit forms, use Raido to point you toward the correct being. Um, if you want to engage with a philia, this is a very personal journey. Spend time at your altar. Open yourself up in meditation to the spirit body. Once you have made contact and you know the form your guide takes, you can leave them offerings on your altar. This is sort of like leaving an offering to yourself. Um, so let's just say that my philia is a raven. I might leave them nuts or seeds. Um, and if I have a name of an ancestor or if they are an ancestral spirit, then I might... Um, work with, you know, that ancestor and see if there is something that they would desire, like coffee. They are a spirit that is ultimately a part of you. Honor them as you honor the gods and honor yourself. So let's talk more about spirit realm journeying. Of course, journeying in the spirit realm is not for everyone. 
Merely understanding the runes does not mean that you will be ready for journeying in the spirit world. When students ask about the other world, I am open with what I know, but I also know that the spirit world changes for each one of us based on our experiences. In general, if you don't feel ready for this kind of work, that's okay. Focus instead on meditation. This could be why Ansu's comes right before Raido. It is through a clear meditation and connection with the breath that we are able to find the confidence to enter the spirit realm and be protected as we do so. The runes can help us to ground ourselves as we go on these spirit quests. Contemporary Norse shamanic rites often feature Raido and Ingwas as gateway runes to the spirit realm. Chant Raido, visualize the rune as you enter your trance states to connect with the spirit realm and your soul parts. But Raido is about more than travel in the spirit realm. It is also about transition between states of being in the physical realm. It is as much about the metaphoric journey to a greater understanding of your goals and dreams as it is about very practical, mundane travel. Raido can help you figure out what it is you want, and also it can help you figure out how to get there. Use Raido during times of transition, when you know that you need to make big changes in your life and you need extra guidance. Carry the rune in your pocket throughout the day, meditate and visualize the rune when you are trying to make decisions about where to go next. There are also some very obvious and practical uses for Raido in spellcrafting. One of the most literal and obvious uses is to carry Raido as a charm to protect you while traveling. Working with this rune will allow you to travel freely. It will clear blockages from the road. Create a travel talisman or place a piece of paper with Rido drawn on it in your travel bags. In our times of deep transition, Rido is a helpful rune ally. We are all working on a higher level to transition this world to better. May Rido help you to understand your own journey and the way you need to interact with the world to create justice and mutual uh, uh, communities full of mutual aid and growth. May Raido help you to manifest your sacred and mundane goals. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope that you are inspired to learn more about different aspects of yourself and to get to know the different soul parts. Before I let you go, I wanted to talk a little bit about a program that I'm really excited to be teaching, Creating in Weird Times. This is an offering from Cassandra Snow and myself that is all about how to harness the power of your creativity, even when things are as difficult as they have been lately. So this podcast is mostly about my work with the runes, but I also adore tarot and have been studying tarot for a long time. In particular, I really love working with the archetypes of tarot to support my creative life. Creating in Weird Times is an eight-week journey into our own potential for creative bliss and all of the beautiful creations that can come from that. We take this journey using tarot cards, artistic expression, and our own hands. We'll forge rituals together. We'll embrace the many, many lessons of the tarot together. We'll brainstorm, and yes, we'll create. Together. So a little bit more about the structure of creating in weird times. You'll get a weekly email full of creative prompts from the tarot itself, as interpreted by Cassandra and me. These are yours to deal with as you wish. Do them all, pick one, throw them in a notebook, and deal with it later. The, this, that end is completely your call. 
Then every other week, we'll meet as a group to journey through a different tarot suit's points of inspiration. We will create unique flash writing and or visual sketches, or play with both if you're so inclined. I will lead us through ritual and meditation to stimulate our creative unconscious. Cassandra will talk about this suit's role in our creative lives. Then you'll be introduced to artwork inspired by the ace of each suit, one suit per session, and use that as a jumping off point to create something all your own. You can use this time together to work on one project for the full eight weeks, a small project per group session, or 100 very little projects that you work through as inspiration hits. It's totally your call. This is your journey through the tarot, your journey through the creative recesses of your mind. We're just here to help you unlock and shape it. Included in the workshop is a pretty dense workbook to go through at your own pace. This will help those of you who are tarot newbies feel completely comfortable turning to your decks throughout our eight weeks together. You do not have to be a tarot expert to thrive in this class, but a base level of tarot knowledge will suffice. You don't need to be an artist to thrive in this class either. You simply need to be willing to engage and see what comes out of that. I've included a link to learn more about creative in- creating in weird times and perhaps even register in the show notes. Let's create this summer together. And that is it for today's episode of the Heathen's Journey podcast. A huge thank you and shout out to all of my students and patrons for making this work available. If you want to become a patron and support the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash northern lights witch. I post full moon and new moon ritual guides, rune readings for each of the turning of the zodiac season, and so much more. If you would like to follow me in between episodes, you can find me on Instagram at northern.lights.witch or on Twitter at northlightwitch. Until next time, stay weird.